0: If you love chilling mysteries, unsolved cases, and a touch of mom-style humor, Moms and Mysteries is the podcast you've been searching for. Hey guys, I'm Mandy. And I'm Melissa. Join us every Tuesday for Moms and Mysteries, your gateway to gripping, well-researched true crime stories. Each week, we deep dive into a variety of mind-boggling cases as we shed light on everything from heist to whodunits. We're your go-to podcast for mysteries with a motherly touch. Subscribe now to Moms and Mysteries wherever you get your podcasts.
1: You're a podcast listener, and this is a podcast ad. Reach great listeners like yourself with podcast advertising from Lips and Ads. Choose from hundreds of top podcasts offering host endorsements, or run a reproduced ad like this one across thousands of shows to reach your target audience with Lips and Ads. Go to lipsandads.com now. That's L I B S Y N ads.com.
2: So, tomorrow in Pennsylvania, one of the most important Senate races in the country. It's primary day, and Dr. Mehmet Oz joins us. He is currently the front runner, and of course, Dr. Oz is the Trump-endorsed candidate. Dr. Oz, welcome back to Newsmax.
3: Tomorrow is the day. How are you feeling? I'm excited, very confident. We're ahead in the polls, as you point out. But the real reason we're going to win is the message is resonating. It's coalescing. Republicans are all coming together behind the campaign. And I have fought, as you know, for Americans against powerful insiders my entire career. And folks in Pennsylvania know that because they most recently saw me during the COVID pandemic, taking on these these mindless mandates and these shutdowns. Part of the refrain of fire Fauci came about because I was furious that he was actually hurting the ability of doctors like me to offer opinion. But the same twisting of science is now happening with gender issues in children. That's one of the reasons we should not allow biologic men to compete in women's sports, it doesn't make sense. But there's good news here, Greg, and that's why we're gonna win. The good news is that we can fix these problems with a strong voice in Washington. You get the right person in there, you know, knocking around ideas, and you'll be able to have a bold voice that can, without question, represent our Pennsylvania values, which are specifically pro-life, pro-Second Amendment, pro-energy. And then all of a sudden, guess what? We can be the land of plenty again which I think is what we all want. I mean, who wants to give up their summer vacation because they can't fill up their car, or these days, buy infant formula?
2: So, uh, you're a doctor. There are very few doctors in the Senate, maybe two. I feel like that's a big deal. It's hard to become a doctor. How is that gonna help you if you get to
3: the U.S. Senate? Well, you need a doctor, you need a scientist who can understand these big issues as as they pop up. Too often, the Democrats come at us with these false narratives. I'll give you a good example, energy policy. They say, you know what? Guys, you need the Green New Deal. It's the only way to go. Nothing else matters. Now, as a scientist and as a doctor, I'll tell you, the Green New Deal is a lie. It cannot work the way it's designed uh, and certainly not in the timeline offered. What does work is natural gas under my feet right here in Pennsylvania, which would allow us to power the whole country for a couple hundred years. And guess what? If we were to ship it overseas and use it instead of what they're uh, consuming there, it would be the equivalent of electrifying every vehicle in America and putting a solar panel on every roof. Is that pretty good? I think it's a good deal for the environment. But these stories need to be told by people who understand the science. And as a physician and as a scientist in the Senate, I'll be able to articulate that. But here's the key part. President Trump, when he endorsed me, said I was smart, tough, and I'll never let you down. Now, the smart part I just told you about, there are lots of smart people out there. Can you be tough enough to stand in withering sandstorms, people trying to blister their way past you? Yeah, I've done it. I've been there. I've got the scars to prove it. And I can't be bought. And then the final issue is when people put their head on their soft pillow at night to go to bed, do they trust that you will not let them down? President Trump knows I won't. That's why he said I was smart, tough and would never let you down.
2: Some po- polls do show you're in uh you're in a lead. There are a lot of undecided voters and you've just made a great case. But there are those who've heard it before. They're still, you know, they're still waffling. They're looking at the others and they're. Uh, Final, tomorrow the polls open, if you could, to them, to those who are undecided, who still
3: haven't made up their mind, what do you say? I'm about life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness just like you. Life starts at conception, take care of those precious little souls through grade school so they don't get indoctrinated, get them well-educated, get them into the workforce, and give them health care so that they can actually play on an even playing field. Make sure they've got liberty, which is about the First Amendment, but also the Second Amendment, which keeps all the other amendments intact. And finally, pursuit of happiness is about capitalism. And capitalism gives us freedom, but it also allows us to be individuals. And individualism is very much about about Americans being able to do what they want to do when they want to do it. To do that, Greg, we've got to be a brave people. I remember I played football in college before running out into the field. The last words I would hear were home of the brave as the national anthem ended. This time in our history calls for us to be brave like we always have been as Americans. Come with me, Pennsylvania. Let's be brave together. Let's say what we see. Let's tackle the challenges that we can overcome without any question by being unified with our conservative thoughts. The realities of life are conservative.
2: The polls open at seven o'clock tomorrow morning and they close
3: at eight p.m. Dr. Oz, we thank you again. Good luck, sir. God bless you. Doctoroz.com for all the information. Vote with a friend. Bring people with you. It makes sense.
2: All right. Sounds good. Thank you, and we'll be right back. Racism is abhorrent. It is ugly. We reject it. It is a toxic cancer, wherever it is. I think we all accept that. Of course we do. But have you ever noticed that our country only seems to be outraged by certain types of racism, certain types of racism? Now, we'll get to the differences, but first, what happened in Buffalo? was a terrible, horrible, violent, racist attack, it certainly looks like. There's the alleged killer, we don't include his name, sometimes a be famous, you know, 10 killed, 3 injured, live-streamed the shooting, fired 50 rounds, and left behind a pretty massive dossier that spells out the ugliness of his mind and the hateful nature of his attack. Racism. Let's go through it, please. This is what uh young man allegedly wrote on his computer. Every day that goes by without an attack, hundreds of more non-whites immigrate to white countries and spawn children. He hates this. A black man or woman choosing to invade our lands, live on our soil, live on government support and attack and replace people. Yes, he writes, I dislike them. I, can't, I hate this guy, by the way. It would have eased me if I knew all the blacks I would be killing were criminals or future criminals, but then I realized all black people are replacers just by existing in white countries. Now, this is as awful and ugly as it gets, and this part of the mainstream media coverage, I'm perfectly fine with, and... I totally agree with. A white teenager carried out a racist attack on Saturday at a supermarket in a predominantly black
1: neighborhood. Pure evil. Ten people shot and killed at a Buffalo supermarket in a racist rampage. Ten people were murdered on Saturday in a racist massacre at the top supermarket in Buffalo, New York. And disturbing new details about how police say the suspect in Saturday's racist mass shooting in Buffalo, New York planned to continue his rampage.
2: Now, I could point out that, hey, allegedly the presumption of innocence, but the evidence is overwhelming. It looks like this guy is the shooter and his record of horrible racism is right there for all of us to see. And this was, by all accounts, a racially motivated attack. That part of the coverage, fine. The next part of the coverage, no, completely unacceptable. And you know where they're taking this. And this is where the selective outrage comes in. It's a white person who took out people of color, a horrible event. That's not bad enough. Now they're going to link it to people who are totally innocent. People on the political right of this country, conservatives, so that somehow the dialogue and somehow Donald Trump has something to do with this moment. As you know, this isn't just a fringe theory on the corner of the internet, it's being pushed
1: by right-wing media personalities and some political figures.
2: We have this toxic stew of this uh, growing right-wing ideology, easy access to guns, and our permissive Internet culture that sort of rewards uh, sharing some of these violent ideas. This type of rhetoric doesn't just exist in the dark corners of the Internet anymore. Uh, over the last few years, these ideas have been mainstreamed by conservative television personalities and Republican politicians. Now, that's a lie. That is not true. That is utterly and totally false. And we'll go through it in detail how it is false. You already know that's not what that's not what Trumpers are about. That's not what MAGA is about. Not about racism. By the way, some of the heroes of the MAGA movement happen to be people of all colors, all gender, all orientations. You name it. And this guy, this 18 year old kid in Buffalo, was trolling in the dark corners of the internet let's take a look this is uh i started browsing 4chan he writes in may of 2020 after extreme boredom remember this was during the outbreak of covid okay now i'll tell you this i've i've heard of 4chan i have never been there have you what is it how do you access it i have no idea what else did he write about where he got his ideas From there, I also found other sites like worldtruthvideos.website, dailyarchives.org, and dailystormer.cn, where through data and exposure to real information, I learned the truth. I don't know what he's talking about. Do you? I'm as conservative and MAGA as they come, and I don't know what he's talking about. And oh, by the way, we'll find out where other mass shooters got their motivation in a little bit. So... This is ugly stuff. Obviously, it is very, very bad. But look at the look at the reaction. Look who they're trying to pin it on. This is our accidental governor, Hokel.
1: So let's just be real honest about the role of elected leaders and what they need to be doing is calling this out and not coddling this behavior and saying that it's, well, that's just young people and they're sharing their ideas. Yeah, I'll stand, I'll protect the First Amendment any day of the week, but you don't protect hate speech. You don't protect incendiary speech. You're not allowed to scream fire in a crowded theater. There are limitations on speech. And right now we have seen this run rampant.
2: Everybody knows you're not supposed to say fire in a crowded theater. But incendiary speech, who's going to define that, all right? This is typical government overreach by a desperate-to-be-elected-in-her-own-right former lieutenant governor who became an accidental governor. And oh, by the way, even before the internet, you could go to the library and get books. Uh, Well, if you wanted to, you could find a book by Adolf Hitler, right? They were in the library before the internet, and they're still there. By the way, this kid obviously um, deranged And mixed up, if he didn't hit the store with people of color, he was going to hit his high school, apparently, where it was 95% white. New York state officials say that Gendron had threatened a shooting at his high school last year. The individual was brought in for a mental health evaluation. He was evaluated and then he was released. The suspect was never flagged as an extreme risk under the state's red flag law that could have prevented him from purchasing a gun this person has serious, serious problems, and he's probably going to be in jail for the rest of his life. Um, But nobody wants to hear about that, at least the left, the mainstream media, Democrats, our culture. Milk whatever power you can out of this by playing up the white supremacy angle. This is basically a situation where we have to talk about it. We got to raise it. We got to talk about white supremacy. We got to talk about the radicalization of, of 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 kids in this country. We cannot do a both side argument on this one here, because if we don't begin to address what is happening, it's going to continue to happen. Nobody wants this to continue to happen, but we are going to talk about both sides, because the other side of this equation is far more dangerous and far more prevalent than white supremacy, as awful and ugly as it is. And we have not been honest about that as a country. Shall we go back to Waukesha, Wisconsin? Do you remember what happened there? Allegedly, this man drove his vehicle into a Christmas parade, killed six people, injured 60 others. Here it is. Here's the video. Boom, right through there. And (laughs) The racial component of this was downplayed. This man was said to be furious over the acquittal of Kyle Rittenhouse. That's what motivated him. Yet everyone seems afraid to talk about it. And when he was arrested, race was never mentioned.
1: And with that tragedy in Wisconsin, where a man drove his SUV into a Christmas parade, at least five people were killed and more than 40 injured. We learned today that
0: the driver, now facing intentional homicide charges, was out on bond after
1: he allegedly punched the mother of his child and intentionally ran her over with the same vehicle at a Milwaukee gas station earlier this month.
2: NBC News has confirmed that the person of interest, the driver in this case, his name is Daryl Brooks. He's 39 years old. From Wisconsin right now so far he's not been charged with the crime he's just being called the person of interest person of interest driver I heard motorist in a lot of reports I at one point it sounded like the vehicle was driverless now they've been very dishonest in their coverage and a lot of them felt like they were an awkward, in awkward and an awkward position now let's take a look at these Two individuals, the Waukesha driver on the left and the shooter in Buffalo on the right. We already established where the shooter uh, from Buffalo was going, 4chan, uh, crazyweatherstorm.com, websites that we've never heard of that most people don't go to. What may have motivated the Waukesha driver? Maybe just turning on MSNBC.
1: It gets to the point of the systemic racism that exists in this country that permeates every social system that we have here. Everything in this
0: country's governance has its roots in racism. This country was built on the enslaved and stolen land. Racism is systemic,
3: it is
1: structural, it is pervasive. Racism is built into the fabric of our societies, environmental racism, educational racism, the foods that we eat, the healthcare that we receive. There is systemic racism that must be weeded out. We've got to deal with the with the issues of systemic racism throughout our society. Racism exists in the DNA of
2: America, and the only way that we're going to deal with it is to confess our sins. Wow. So if you're, like, fired up to begin with, and you just turn on the TV... I could see this motivating people like that Waukesha driver, motorist. Couldn't you? Why go to the bowels of the internet? Just turn on the TV, it's all there. And if you don't like MSNBC, well, other programming like Joe Biden, just watch the White House channel or the YouTube channel of the White House or anything that's coming from our political figures. We've seen with horrifying clarity the cost of systemic racism. We have a system that is built on systemic
1: racism, and we have to dismantle that system piece by piece. It is time we face up to the reality of systemic racism in all of its forms. Racism is systemic, it is structural, it is pervasive. And it
2: goes on like this, all right? Some of these are actually repeats, but it goes on and on and on like this. What really gets them upset? I'll tell you what doesn't get them upset, quite frankly. White victims. Let's take a look at Waukesha, right? These are the people who died elderly, too. And that young kid, look at that, Jackson Sparks, just eight years old. Now, take a look at Atlanta. By the way, victims, no matter what they look like, break our hearts, especially in something horrific like a mass shooting or that parade massacre. But look at that. They were Asian at a time where Joe Biden and Kamala Harris wanted to make an issue out of anti-Asian Attacks that they falsely said were coming from Donald Trump's mood setting for America. So they flew to Atlanta to try to exploit it. Now, in Buffalo, the victims are primarily of color, actually exclusively all of color. Guess where Joe Biden is going tomorrow? He didn't go to Waukesha. He's going to Buffalo, firing up Air Force One. It's too bad that we're having such a dishonest and warped Discussion about race in this country. We can't even law enforcement can't even use the appropriate terms. Have you ever heard of B.I.E. Black Identity Extremism? It's real, but the FBI can't talk about it anymore because Democrats in Congress, whole thing, and it goes back many years. Let's talk about it. If they won't, ready? Here are some of the worst episodes of this. 1993, the Long Island Railroad shooting: six people killed, 19 injured by Colin Ferguson. Racial prejudice, a factor. 2009, the Binghamton, New York shooting. Vietnamese immigrant, Jivalry Wong, felt disrespected due to his ethnicity. 13 people killed. 2009, Lakewood, Washington shooting. Killed four police officers. Said he planned on killing police said to be racially motivated. We can go on like this, and we will. 2010, the Hartford Distributors shooting, eight people killed, two injured. Racism, he said, he experienced at the workplace. 2013, the California Rampage, four killed. Two were police officers, wrote manifesto declaring war on LAPD due to race. 2013, the Navy Yard shooting, 12 killed, three injured. Claimed to be a victim of discrimination in the Navy, believed to be racially motivated. 2016, the Dallas shooting, five police officers killed, nine officers injured, stated he wanted to kill white people, especially white officers. 2017, Burnett Chapel shooting, one killed, six injured, tied to black supremacy groups, uh, indicated attack was revenge for 2015, Charleston Church shooting. 2019, the Jersey City grocery store shooting, five people killed, three injured, including two police officers connected to extremist groups, history of anti-Semitic and anti-cop post 2021 the boulder supermarket shooting 10 people killed one police officer killed this man felt bullied he said for being a muslim joe biden did not go to that scene neither did he go to waukesha wisconsin we talked about that daryl brooks involved allegedly six killed uh in 2022 just a few weeks ago the new york city subway attack 23 people injured 10 shot for years, Frank James was posting racist rants on social media. Not a word about that in the mainstream media. Whenever they find out that someone who looks like this is involved, interest suddenly evaporates. It's unfair to everybody because all lives matter, right? Huh, Joe Biden, no. He only goes to the scene. He only chooses to lead when he can score political points. And right now, for his own warped reasons, scoring political points means driving this woke, left-wing, sick ideology that America is systemically racist and infested with white supremacy. This from a guy who made that solemn promise on Inauguration
3: Day. Today, On this January day, my whole soul is in this, bringing America together,
2: uniting our people, uniting our nation. He wants us at each other's throats. It's not going to work, Joe Biden. I know you're trying, but it's not going to work. Stay with us. Tomorrow is primary day in Pennsylvania. It's a big one. We'll have a few more things to say about this race before the votes start being cast. Is Is that that the the fake fake news news just doesn't get it, it, do they? (laughs) They don't. They don't don't understand us. They don't understand MAGA. They think very, very little of us. They're such snobs. And I think, quite frankly, for a lot of them, hate is in their hearts. When they talk about us like this, number one, they show that they're trying to exploit a tragedy. It shows that they're ignorant and... Perhaps maybe a little bit of projecting going on. I don't know. But everything they say here, they're not talking about us, but they say they are.
3: Yes, it's the great replacement theory rearing its ugly head again, this white replacement nonsense. It convinces isolated men on the Internet that a cabal is replacing whites with people of color.
2: To many Republican politicians, people of color are not perceived as real Americans with legitimate wants and concerns. Really
1: repugnant white supremacist idea that people of color are replacing white people in the United States. It's being pushed by right wing media personalities and some political figures.
2: No, it's not. No, it's not. That's a lie. It's a distortion. And it's so deeply offensive. Should be to everybody. Um, Rolling Stone takes it a step further. The Buffalo shooter isn't a lone wolf, he's a mainstream Republican. It's ludicrous, of course. But they've really convinced themselves that that's what we're like. They're wrong. The thing that I love about conservatives and being a conservative, it's we don't care what people look like. We don't care about gender. We don't care about the outside. We care about ideas. And I'd like to show you some of my heroes. Since I came here to Newsmax, I've gotten to meet and interview a lot of great people. And perhaps these are your heroes as well. Let's go through them. And just about anybody on this list, I'd like to see as president someday. Dr. Ben Carson, superstar. Dinesh D'Souza. Superstar and hero. Former Congressman Alan West. My God, talk about passion, huh? John Yoo, have you heard of him? Very talented lawyer, one of the most brilliant men in Washington, and yes, he's conservative. Representative Byron Donalds, a superstar in the making. Senator Tim Scott of South Carolina, destined to be president. Also, a new superstar, Lieutenant Governor of Virginia, Winsome Sears. These are the people. These are the future, by the way. Candace Owens, need I say more? talk about just supernatural ability Herschel Walker hero on the field and off Congressman Burgess Owens of Utah what a wise man Andy no So brave, out there chronicling the crimes of Antifa. Sheriff David Clark, another bold hero. Hey, here's one. Maybe she's not MAGA, but I think she's pretty cool. Tulsi Gabbard happens to be a person of color, happens to be a truth teller, happens to be very brave. She spoke at CPAC, all right? (laughs) Look, this is what we're all about, all right? We don't care what people look like. And you know what? One of my favorite moments, actually, of the past couple of years was politically this during the 2020 Republican National Convention. We love immigrants who come here legally, right? Of course we do, no matter where they come from. And here's something even more special about immigrants. they, When they take the oath of citizenship, they have to actually take another step. They have to promise that they'll take up arms for the United States. If we were born here, we don't have to take that oath. They do. And that's why I I like them and I trust them. All right. I want to talk about Pennsylvania. Tomorrow is a primary day and very competitive race. Uh, Memonaz there in the middle. He is the leader right now. He's also endorsed by... Uh, Donald Trump. It was a couple of weekends ago. You saw it at that great rally. And uh, Donald Trump really has a lot on the line here. He wants Dr. Oz to win. The mainstream media does not want Dr. Oz to win. they love to chalk this up as a defeat for Donald Trump. That's what they'll try to do. Hey, let's face it. There's a lot of attention right now uh, on Kathy Barnett. And quite frankly, I think this attention is misplaced because I personally am not impressed There are huge holes in her resume and her background, and she's just extremely evasive, vague, and pretty odd at times. I saw her on Fox News Sunday. Uh, Shannon Bream asked her a pretty straightforward question. Watch what happens.
1: Where were you an adjunct college professor?
0: Yes, you know, and in fact, let me just make this really short for you.
2: You heard what she says. Let me make this really short for you. She talks for another minute and a half and doesn't answer the question. Check it out.
0: You can go to my website at at, uh, Barnett for and around my family is a will. And we place right there the things you want to know about Kathy Barnett. uh, If you listen to the mainstream media, you would think I crawled from under a rock yesterday. These last couple of months, we've been traveling over 1500 miles every single week. The media was derelict in their duty. No one paid attention to me. They were too obsessed with the two men in this race and didn't bother to take a look at what it is that we were
2: doing oh the two men in this race really kind of snide there doesn't like the men well she never answered where she was an adjunct professor Uh, in a minute and a half she did not bring it up did not answer the question so i went to her website and i went to that little wheel thing she was talking about okay so where were you a uh adjunct professor i don't know if this is my answer or not some guy tweeted let's take a look at that please Uh, The tweet is from some individual who says he spoke to somebody at Judson University and said, yes, Kathy is a uh, was a professor here. That doesn't cut it. You can't just cite some guy on the Internet, even if he is a conservative and you like him. How about something from Judson University? And this is a big part of her uh, her background. Mom, veteran, author, political commentator. That got my attention, of course veteran. I served and uh, I looked it up. Okay. Tell me, tell me, tell me more about your military record. So Kathy puts it this way. All right. On her website, it says, question number three, when was she in officer candidate school? People are asking this question. When was she in officer candidate school? Here's the answer to her own question. And she doesn't answer the question. Kathy was accepted into officer candidate school. She went through the rigorous process of applying, being vetted, and interviewed. She was accepted, but she did not finish the program because she got married. Kathy has never claimed to have graduated from Officer Candidate School. Okay, but when did she go? It's not in there. Something is very strange. My own theory is she was never accepted into Officer Candidate School. It's very strange to put that on your resume, even if you graduated from. Officer Candidate School. Quite frankly, like I did, I went to Officer Candidate School. It is a brutal, horrible place. I did not like it. I was very, very happy to leave. Uh, It was a bad place, although I'm glad I went. That's me on graduation day, and my is on the right with my dad and my brother Jim, and then uh, after I finished college, I was commissioned an officer. Now, Uh, Kathy says, what does she say again? She was accepted, but didn't go, right? Kathy, did you go to officer candidate school? There's questions around that.
0: I was accepted. I always say I was accepted. I went through the rigorous paperwork and vetting and interviews to be accepted into officer candidacy school. And I have always said I did not finish it uh, because I got married. I was my, this really cute guy asked me to marry him.
2: This is too weird. This is just too weird. Would you like to see my resume? This is actually my resume. You never know when you might need one. (laughs) Uh, Here it is, my big profile. And let's get to the military section. Ah, there it is. You'll notice I have very specific dates and activities. The things I did while I was in the Marine Corps. The last I, I don't have anything in there about officer candidacy school. That's what she called it, by the way which it's not called, it's not called Officer Candidacy School. There's something extremely strange about this situation, and um, she has not been vetted, and I don't think she's worthy of the United States Senate. And I don't think you turn around from losing a House seat in 2020 by 20 points, and then turns around, takes that defeat, and runs for the United States Senate. The only person I know who tried something along these lines, Barack Obama. We don't know. I wish we knew more about him, too. Lost in 2000 big time and then turned around and ran for the Senate. What do these people do for a living? What do they do for work? What does Kathy do for work? What did Obama do for work for all those years? I don't know. Stay with us. The administration wants to give five billion dollars for bike lanes, bike lanes. I stopped riding a bike in junior high school. I know uh, Joe still likes his bike. But I don't think $5 billion for bike lanes is uh, money well spent. Do you? Stay with us. Hey, you know, American parents are really, really understandably upset about how their kids are being treated in all these woke schools and these woke school boards that have gone totally crazy, especially with the transgender issue. A lot of us are upset and we're going and speaking out rather boldly, rather loudly, and that's totally allowed, right? Well, maybe not. Last fall, the Attorney General of the United States wrote a very, very creepy letter. Take a look at this. I am directing the Federal Bureau of Investigation Working with each United States attorney to convene a meeting to facilitate the discretion of the discussion of strategies. This is a lot of gobbledygook, but here we go. For addressing threats against school administrators, board members, teachers, and staff, and will open dedicated lines of communication for threat reporting, assessment, and response. Now, by the way, all that stuff is already against the law. All right? There's a problem, you got local law enforcement. They're bringing in the feds to get involved in these school board meetings. It's totally crazy. The issue is still with us. Jim Jordan uh, sent a letter. This is what we would call, a, well, it's one hell of a letter. Take a look. I think he sent this to the FBI. We have learned from brave whistleblowers how, as a direct result of your directive, federal law enforcement is using counterterrorism resources to investigate protected First Amendment activity. One investigation alleged that the mom was a threat because she belonged to a right-wing moms group known as Moms for Liberty, and because she is a gun owner. That is wrong. You can't do that with the FBI. Let's meet the Moms for Liberty. They actually co-founded Moms for Liberty, both of them together. Tiffany Justice, welcome back, and Tina Deskovich, Welcome back. You guys do not look like domestic terrorists, Um, although, you know, looks don't mean everything. (sighs) Obviously, you didn't do anything wrong. Tell us a little bit more about what you know. Do you know you were actually targeted by the FBI? Uh, First to you, Tiffany.
0: Yes, in fact, we do know that we were targeted by the FBI. Um, late in 2021, uh, one of our moms came to us and said that an FBI field office had, in fact, reached out to her uh, to ask her questions regarding um, speaking at a school board meeting. And then we did everything we could to make Judiciary Committee members aware of it um, in early 2022.
2: What was that experience like? What did she say about that interaction? Was it, uh, you know, what kind of questions did they ask?
0: You know, I think that it was clear that this might happen, but until it happens to you, I think you really don't know how to handle it, to be honest. Um, I think it's terrifying in a lot of ways. No mom thinks that she's going to be making peanut butter and jelly sandwiches in the morning, working to get a babysitter for a 6 p.m. school board meeting, right, and then be called by the FBI the next day because she, um, you know, spoke out uh, in defense and and advocating for her children. So, um, you know, understandably upsetting and, uh, you know, really against the First Amendment and in the United States of
2: America. And Tina, something like that can cast a shadow over the group. I mean, Moms for Liberty, it sounds great. But now we know that the FBI is snooping around and sniffing around. I mean, that could arguably stigmatize you. And a lot of people would be like, uh-oh, uh-oh, "Uh oh, 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 I don't like this heat. Are you feeling any kind of heat?
0: We've been feeling heat since the day we launched, and it doesn't deter us or scare us a bit, to be honest. Uh, moms know that our rights are being infringed. Parents know that we know that our children are being harmed, and we are not going to be silenced. Uh, our founders set up this government in a way, and purposely put in the First Amendment the right to redress our government, to petition to redress our government. And uh, you know what? What Merrick Garland has done is he is trying to silence parents. He is trying to squash our speech. And that's where our power is. And we the people is our right to stand up and speak out against our government and organize and push back. And they are trying to silence us. And we're not going to take it.
2: This is still America. And we are allowed to speak out uh, right now. You're um, how do you feel going forward? You're still committed, obviously, to the uh, to the mission, Tiffany.
0: Yeah, we believe in empowering moms to understand that they have fundamental rights to their children. Uh, those rights were not given to us by the government and the government cannot take those rights away. We believe that one of the most important things that you can do in America is have your voice heard by your local representatives. So this does not deter us from our mission or our course. Our moms are a threat to the uh, to the education establishment and, and that's what we've seen very, very clearly. We've seen citizen input being uh, stifled in many different ways from, you know, shutting down citizen input from three to one minute or or making us turn our T-shirts inside out, Greg. So, you know, we'll just keep on doing what we do, which is standing up for our kids.
2: Please, please do. Uh, I'm just so sorry that the FBI is bothering you. They obviously have other things that they should be looking at. Um, Keep in in touch, Tiffany Justice, Tina Deskovich. And for more information, go to momsforliberty.org momsforliberty.org. We thank you both. Thank you, Gronky. You bet. Be right back. All right. So uh, her first day on the job, her name is Corinne Jean-Pierre. And because of uh, certain factors, the mainstream media love her. And look, it's her first day, so everybody was nice. Too nice. Thanks, Brandon. Congratulations. Thanks, Brandon. Congratulations. Thanks, great. Congratulations. Thank you. Yeah. For the folks who are
1: watching, pool cool is departing. The, uh, the president is uh, getting ready to have you his event. No, <laughs> no, no, We're It's not, okay. Uh, I mean, you know, you know, that would be a great that would be a great first day. The president is much more important than I am, for sure. Those who will be rewarded. Correct? I mean, I will. <laughs>
2: Wow. That's uh, maybe. Yeah, that's too friendly, especially when she should be (laughs) receiving tough questions about all the crazy stuff she's been saying for years.
1: Racism, sexism, misogyny, all of that homophobia, xenophobia. We, we connected to Donald Trump. The president has the temperament of a toddler and the mind of a white supremacist. He knows that he's emboldening uh, racist and bigots. Walks like a racist, talks like a racist, acts like a racist. It is a racist. And we have a racist president in the White House. Donald Trump was a white supremacist in 2011 when he decided to be the grand wizard of the birther movement. Donald Trump's racism is a toxic and dangerous brew. We've known Donald Trump has been a racist for a very long time. That is not surprising. I think Donald Trump wants to get rid of legal immigration. And it's because of people who come from brown and black
2: countries. All right. So, um, yeah, that's uh, that's wrong. That's pretty hateful stuff. But no one's going to call her out on it, just like no one's going to ask Joe Biden about the laptop. And when she gets a tough question, when you know, I think we'll expect this a lot of laughter. Baby formula, not enough of it, right? What do you think of that, Karine Jean-Pierre? What are you going to do? who's yep. running point on the on the the formula issue at the White House? At
1: the White House, I don't I I don't know. I can find out for you and get you a person who's running point, um, but I I don't have a good person to- name.
2: All right. You see that chuckle? I think she's not going to be particularly good at this job. We'll see. Uh, Meanwhile, there are all kinds of people at the White House who are not good at their jobs and take our petty little concerns not very seriously, like gas going up, gas prices. Remember this? Jennifer Granholm, the energy secretary.
0: In Sturgis, Michigan, it is $2.89 a gallon. I guess that's better than in California. What is the home plan to increase oil
2: production in America? <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> that is hilarious. <laughs> She's a joke herself. That's the energy secretary. And they're all like this, by the way. Why do they take these jobs if they don't care? if they're not going to do what they're supposed to do. This is HHS Secretary Becerra, not impressed. He says he knew about this baby formula problem last year. You're satisfied with the government's response throughout this?
3: From everything I've I've known, and FDA has kept me apprised of this from last year. uh, We have been moving as quickly as we can.
2: Last year, Uh, yeah, well, you didn't do enough. Uh, Joe Biden also seems to be blowing it off and not taking it seriously and making little inappropriate jokes. I'll answer the baby formula question because all of a sudden it's on the front page of every newspaper. And it's important that I be responded to. Should you have taken those steps sooner before parents got to these shelves and, and couldn't find formula?
0: If we'd been better mind readers, I guess we could have. But we moved as quickly as the problem became apparent to us.
2: Uh, which was last year, but Joe didn't start moving until yesterday. This is one screwed up administration. We'll be right back. All right. Thanks a lot. And uh, stand by for Stinchfield. See you tomorrow.